In this episode, I'm going to talk about the negative narrative in our heads and how to finally give it the boot. So stay tuned. My name is Lisa, and I love talking about the mind and how people can use their mindset to conquer unthinkable things. Rising Strong Mental Health and Resilience tackles topics that affect us all, plus strategies and a dash of hope to keep you rising strong too. Today I'm going to talk about the importance of compassionate self-talk and the steps to improve your habits and thoughts. I have been compelled by the power of mindset and resilience since 2012 when I became a health coach. I was fascinated by those who mastered healthy eating and fitness and weight loss and those who seem to continually fall off the wagon. Over the many years as a healthcare professional, I also saw the power of mindset in my patients. Those who believed that there was hope and that they could beat their disease tended to fare better. Now we all know that mindset isn't everything, but it's a huge part of our coping when we're faced with adversity and stress. We all have mental narratives that play over and over in our heads. You may not even be aware of it because it happens so often. It's usually some form of this. I'm not blank enough. I'm not smart enough. Or I'm not rich enough. Or I'm not talented enough. Or I'm not good enough. I'm not thin enough. Or I'm too stupid to learn things. I'm too fat. My life sucks. Things have always been hard and unfair. Do any of these sound familiar? These phrases kill your spirit and can paralyze your ability to move forward in your life. Our mental dialogue is based on what we've heard in the past. Perhaps it was from parents or kids on the playground. But we've heard it somewhere before. And yet, when you think about it, babies and toddlers don't think they're too fat or not good enough. But as we get older and begin to tell ourselves the same message over and over and over again, our brain starts to recognize this as some kind of truth. The good news is that we can change our thoughts anytime. We can turn off the negative voice and its words and rewrite the narrative to something more compassionate and something more helpful. But in order to create new thoughts, to replace the old thoughts, we have to remove, or at least quiet, the negative thoughts. The negative self-talk is not serving you well. It's telling you unsubstantiated lies, and it's holding you back. So when you say things like, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I'm so stupid. Just take a moment. How does this help you? Things like this doesn't serve anyone well. So we need to get rid of them and we need to rewrite the narrative. I think it's worth repeating that this voice that plays in our head is often someone else's. It may have been a person, 
or even society. I'm not sure when it became okay or acceptable that self-depreciation was funny or made you more likable. But I see this in my own friends. And it's not funny. And it's not kind. And it's something that we have told ourselves over and over and over again until we believe it's true. And it's not true. So let's jump ahead a little bit. If we could change the narrative in your head to something more positive or beneficial, what would you like your new narrative to be? Maybe it's something like this. You've got this. Or, whoops, I made a mistake. I guess I'll try harder next time and pay closer attention. Or, it's not the end of the world that that happened. Or, self, let it go. The following are common sense things, but they're not always common sense actions. The first one is speaking to yourself as you would a friend. Because when we do that, it activates the empathy regions in our brain. Another thing is reflecting on the situation or the setback, analyzing it, and extract the learning from it. Okay, well, when I did that thing in the kitchen and the pot exploded and everything boiled all over the oven, maybe that wasn't the best idea. Next time I'll use a bigger pot. Now that's a simple example and maybe the thing that went sideways or wrong is much bigger than that, but you get the point. Another common sense thing that isn't always common action is to be an active champion and supporter of yourself by speaking more positively to yourself. If we think just for a moment of an adult speaking to a child who is learning how to tie their shoelaces for the first time, and the child fumbled, and the child did it wrong, would it help the child if the parent or the adult said, oh my God, you're so stupid. You're never going to learn how to do this. Absolutely not. That child may never want to try anything new that they don't know ever again. It's not a healthy thing. So we can't talk to ourselves that way either. What would change for you if you believed in yourself and were kinder to yourself? Would you be more confident? Have more friends? Would it encourage you to do more fun things? Would you be more inclined to chase your dreams, go after a big goal? Or would you be encouraged to leave unhealthy relationships or jobs behind? When we listen to the negative narrative, we stay small and we don't want to disappoint people. Let me tell you a story. After we lost our daughter Katie in a car accident, I was bombarded with other people's thoughts and ideas about what grief was about, the way I should be feeling, and for a while I thought their truths were my truths. I was told by people straight to my face, your marriage is over, it's doomed. These were friends. 
These were people that I knew that were telling me these things, so it must be true. I was told that my son, who was 15 at the time, would struggle forever. No words of help, no words of wisdom, just that he would struggle forever. That put the fear of God in me. And as I began to heal and said I was finding my smile again, or that I was having some good days every now and then, I was blasted and sent scathing and horrible emails saying, who do you think you are? Making it sound like life can be okay again. You're a horrible person. Except they used more anger and a lot more profanity. One grieving mother even said that I must not have loved Katie as much as she loved her daughter because she couldn't ever smile again and would never smile again because her daughter wasn't here. I can't change the way people think of me. I can only change the way I think of me. So guess what kind of narratives I had going on through my head in this period? Well, one of them is, my family is forever broken and I better never show that I have a minute of happiness, or people are going to say bad things about me. I even question myself, maybe I'm doing my grief wrong. And those thoughts went on for years. I didn't want anyone to think that I love my daughter less than they love their child or any of that other stuff. So I hid my truth. Because the truth was... I was starting to find glimmers of happiness, but there was no way I was going to share that with the world. How warped is that? It took me at least three years to be able to speak my truth and live my truth. And even at three years, I was very careful who I said those things to. And just as an aside, especially when it comes to grief, we're all individual. And just because I felt this way is not meant to mean that you or anybody else should feel this way too. But we can all feel our own way in our own situations. So fast forward a couple of years and I started to change the narrative. I started to change the words I was thinking and saying to myself. First, I never wanted Katie's life to be in vain. I want her to be proud of me and our little family. I will shine my light for Katie. My marriage will last if I'm patient and we work on it when we're able. And my son deserves happiness and I will be the best mom that I can and create the happiest home that I can for him. I didn't have any answers on how this was going to happen, but I knew that those were my truths, and I knew that I could control my own thoughts. So we've talked a little bit about what some of our negative thought patterns might be, and now we have to identify them. Now this next part might sound a little cheesy, but just hear me out. We need to name the voice. We need to name the voice because we need to tell it 
to shut the heck up. Now, I call my voice Karen. For all of those listeners who are named Karen, my apologies. But that's the name that I have given my voice. I call it Karen and I tell it to either shut up or to stop talking. Because we need to shut that negative voice down. Even if you've messed up and you did something dumb, because we all do it, that will continue to happen. But that doesn't mean you're stupid. So when that thought comes up, like, oh my God, Lisa, you are so stupid. What were you thinking? That's when I'll say, shut up, Karen. Because when we name that voice and tell it to go away, it loses power over us. And our brain realizes that we don't want those thoughts. Once we get a handle on decreasing the negative thoughts, Then we can start inserting the new ones, the more positive ones. So for example, instead of trash talking yourself, say, whoops, I must have been distracted when I was doing that. The more you do that, the less critical your voice will be. We need to intentionally identify the narrative that keeps playing over and over and over in your head and then replace it with the new positive narrative. Sometimes we don't even know where this old negative narrative comes from. But if you know that it's not serving you well, and it's something that you wouldn't say to your friend or your child, then it's time to get rid of it. Our thoughts are so important. When I wrote my book, I came across a really powerful quote. And you've probably heard it before, but it goes something like this. Our thoughts become our beliefs, which become our actions, which become our habits, which ultimately define who we are. When you can say positive things to yourself more often, you will feel empowered and more hopeful. And that can have a huge impact on your mental health. So what I want you to do is evict the bully in your head and start hearing your own voice. You need to take responsibility for how you show up for yourself. Nobody else can do that. The most important conversation you will ever have is with yourself. Now, you know that I like to give out homework. So here's your homework. What's one negative thought that keeps coming up for you? Do you call yourself stupid? Do you look in the mirror and call yourself fat? What is it? What's the one thing that you really need to change the narrative on? And find a new mantra. Here's one that I like. I'm doing my best today. Because it pretty much fits for every situation. I'm doing my best. And start replacing your negative thoughts with something more compassionate. Because when you speak to yourself kindly, you will be amazed at how freeing this can be. So again, here are the steps. One, acknowledge that this thought is not a truth. Number two, we need to love ourselves enough to know that we deserve compassion. 
And three, you must believe that the new thought or the new mantra is true. Otherwise, this whole exercise is pointless. Now, are you going to be 100% happy with this? No. Does this mean you're going to be 100% confident? Eh, probably not. Does it mean that you're going to be 100% perfect in all your thinking? Nope. But can you stop torturing yourself? Yes, you can. Can you speak to yourself more compassionately? Definitely. Can you be encouraging with the words you say? Absolutely. But this won't happen overnight. The negative narrative didn't happen overnight, so correcting the narrative will take time too. The takeaway message here is that you get to choose and that change is possible. Now, if you're thinking, nah, I don't really talk to myself negatively that much, I have a bonus challenge for you. I challenge you to put an elastic band around your wrist. And when you catch yourself thinking negative thoughts when you look in the mirror, or you catch yourself saying or thinking negative things, snap that elastic on your wrist. Because I bet you that you are thinking negative things more than you think. Remember, you are not alone with this. We all have the nasty negative narrative sometimes. But I know that you are not all those things that you say to yourself. You're a good person who is doing their best, and I'm so proud of you. Well, that's all for this week, friends. Be well and stay resilient. We want to hear from you. What is your biggest question about mental health and resilience? DM your thoughts to me at Rising Strong Podcast on Instagram or message me through the Rising Strong Podcast Facebook page. And don't forget, if you send me a screenshot of your five-star review, you'll be entered to win some cool Rising Strong swag. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next week. Thank you.